You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and of course I will answer as many as I can, or you can check out the webpage, letstalktorah.net, no apostrophes, letstalktorah.net. We have the archives, the new shows, you can leave questions, you can leave comments, and of course the all-important donate button. You can help the show grow, you can help us cover our expenses, you can help us continue to do what you love to hear. So if I can ask, never want to beg and plead, but if I can ask for your help, that would be greatly appreciated, and of course I always thank you in advance. Just on a side note, so um, we're running a raffle campaign in school. And so it's like, for me, it's a side fundraiser. It is not one of my big fundraisers. It's a big fundraiser for the school, but it's not my responsibility to run it. But I do help, and I raise some funds on the side. I sell raffle tickets and stuff. Um, So the person in charge sends me a text she called somebody who was a person I approach, and she said, I begged, and I pleaded, and I begged, and I pleaded, and I only got half what I asked for, and, and I really wanted to tell her, begging and pleading is not the way we do it. We ask, we give opportunities, we want people to share, we want people to help, but we're not begging and pleading. It, 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 it's, it's not going to get us more money, and it's not going to help us in the future, but I'm still not sure if I'm going to tell her unless she's listening to the show, and in which case, now I have told her. Because that's not how people work. That's not the nature of people. They're giving to you because they care about your organization. They want to help. They want to feel good. They don't want you begging and pleading. Because then you're, here's a good Yiddish word, you're nebuchal. For nebuchal, I'll give a couple dollars. We are not a nebuchal. We are a great, amazing organization. You do want to help. You don't want to help. That's your choice. In any case, um, now that that's out of the way, um, first of all, I wanted to tell you last week, my youngest, we made his bar mitzvah. It means he's 13 years old. Um, the old joke was he was a fountain pen or a watch, but um, now he's responsible. Now he can join a quorum. He can make what's called a minion. He can lead the prayers. And it was really a great, beautiful Shabbos. My kids came in. We, I didn't stay at home. We rented two houses, one with a large eating area so everybody could eat, and we rented the chairs and tables, and my wife worked, 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 cooked, 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 amazing food, and it was just really beautiful. Everybody felt good. It was, it was just a warm, good, enlightening feeling. Um, my son felt good. I can't remember if I told you last week. My daughter's birthday is also around now. So we figured it would be cute. Uh, by one of the meals, we'd have the kids make a little happy birthday. But we asked my son, and my son said he didn't want it. 
which is interesting to hear from a 13-year-old. And I told my wife, I said, you know, he didn't want it. For those of you who have, doesn't matter, big families, small families, but, you know, the youngest children really always get pushed to the side. Yes, you do the same things with them you do with older children. You take them on the same trips and, and you go places and, and you take care of them. That's all the same. But imagine for a second an older sibling comes. Oh, everyone wants to, you know, hang out with the older sibling that they haven't uh, seen for a while. They get all the attention. If they're married and if there's a baby, there's a lot of attention. So when you're the youngest in the family, not on purpose, it's just a fact of life that you're going to get moved off to the side because there's new and exciting things happening. And he didn't want to lose out on his day. So he said, fine, this is your day. Everything focused around him, and it was really beautiful. So thank God it was just a wonderful, enjoyable time, and uh, now life moves on. So we are in the Torah portion called Teruma. The word Truma is really comes from, from the word to lift up, but it's really referring to the donations. We are ready to build the tabernacle, the Mishkan. The purpose of the tabernacle, Mishkan, Mishkan is the Hebrew word, tabernacle is the English word. I have no idea where this word tabernacle came from. Um, but the Mishkan was the building that would house God's presence. So God is telling us what it needs to look like and the sizes and the measurements that God will bring his presence down to this building and then the Jewish nation surrounding the Mishkan, surrounding the tabernacle can benefit and learn from, see, feel, appreciate God's presence. So the first thing we need is the donations. As I always tell everybody, the world's greatest fundraiser. Not so much for how much money was raised. I'm sure nowadays there's fundraisers that raise way more money. But it's the only fundraiser that I ever heard of that when they had enough stuff, they said, okay, we're done. No, we are not accepting any more gifts. Can you imagine? And you name the fundraiser. I don't care. Let it be a college. Let it be a hospital. Let it be anything, anyone, a school like me, anyone they have a fundraiser. Can you imagine? We had a goal of raising $1 million. Okay. We raised $1 million. I'm sorry. We are not accepting any more donations. It's unheard of because we always need more, right? We just we set a goal. So the goal usually is for us to work hard that we will accomplish. But if we if we raise more, that's it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, but we uh, we um, it, it's all it's all bonus. But here, once they were told, once they calculated they had enough stuff, I keep saying stuff for a reason, um, they stopped. They said, that's it. Please don't bring any more donations. Because this fundraiser for the tabernacle is not a money fundraiser. It's stuff. We need gold. Even the silver was a small, I call it a tax, of like a small coin per person to be used for certain parts of the Mishkan, copper, wood, um, wool, dyed different colors, leathers, 
um, goat's hair, uh, certain precious stones, um, spices, oil. That's about it. There are like 13 things. So it is interesting when you think about charity because donating to a mishkan, donating to a poor person, donating to a school, donating to a hospital, this is all charity, right? So it is, it is very interesting that generally speaking, when you donate, when you give charity, so the rule is even if you have an ulterior motive, which we're going to talk about, I'm not saying it's a good thing to have an ulterior motive. People will appreciate you. People will recognize you. People will thank you. Uh, it makes you feel better. I'm not saying this is good. Right? Obviously, the best thing would be, and which is one of the things I really want to talk about today, um, even though it might not be the best donation if you have an ulterior motive, but at the end of the day, you made a donation. So you're going to be rewarded. God is going to appreciate it. God's going to give you a reward. Why? Because at the end of the day, the poor person is benefiting. The hospital is benefiting. The school, the teachers, the children are benefiting. The, the, the uh, social net, the people in that net are benefiting, right? So even if you may not have had the best reason to give your charity, but your money accomplished, because you gave your money, you gave your charity, so it accomplished. If it accomplished, you have to you have to be rewarded. Very good. Except here, when it came to the Mishkan, the Torah says explicitly that you have to do it with no ulterior motives. You're giving because you want to donate to God's Mishkan. No other reason. No accolades. No thank yous. No appreciation. No ulterior motive. Why? Why specifically here can't there be an ulterior motive? So it's very interesting. Because God doesn't need your money. God gets zero benefit that you gave money. As a poor person, you gave him money, he could buy supper. You gave the poor person money, they could buy a winter coat. You gave the poor person money, he could buy a pair of shoes. You gave the school a donation, now they can run a program. Now they can buy the books they need. Now they can pay their salaries. You gave a hospital donation. Now they can build that uh, that special uh, operating room. Now they can buy those special machines that they need. So your money accomplishes a benefit. God doesn't need your money. So if God doesn't need your money, God's not benefiting. So if God's not benefiting, then you can't have an ulterior motive, which is just an interesting fascinating way of looking at charity. And again, we should all, our goal, which I hope we're going to get to, our goal has to be, it's not for me. Right? I'm not supposed to be benefiting when I give charity. And like you said, we're going to talk about it. I am going to talk about it. But it's just, I have so many things I want to talk about before I get there. But just to understand what I'm looking, the direction I'm looking is that charity makes me into a giver. I, want to, I need to become a giver. I need to become a better person. That's, that's what charity is helping me accomplish. It's not my money. God gave me the money. So if God gave me the money. He made me a custodian. He gave me money so I can live, so I can take care of my family, so I can feed my family, um, I can educate my family, and, and then God, there's some extra money over here. So what are you going to do with it? You give charity, 
You don't give charity. So you're a custodian. And God is giving you the money to become a giver, to make you into a better person. Okay. So again, sometimes, so the ulterior motives takes away from that purpose. So you, you want to get past that. But it doesn't mean you won't be rewarded if you weren't, you didn't give it with the greatest intentions. Because the fact of the matter accomplished. Okay. So you saw a story in Radin. Radin was the city of the Chavetz Chaim. We talk about him a lot. So he was a blacksmith in town, a very, very stingy man. And one day, his daughter gets very sick. So he goes to the Chavetz Chaim, goes to the great rabbi, and he says, Rabbi, I need a blessing. So the rabbi said, no problem. Pay me 10 gold coins, and you get your blessing. Now, you need to know, that is so out of character. That is so not the way the great Chavez Chaim acted. He never took money. He said, what's a blessing? I want a blessing. Give you a blessing. You don't pay for a blessing. That's ridiculous. The man didn't say a word. No problem. Here's the 10 coins. The Chavez Chaim prayed for his daughter. And thank you, Hashem. Baruch Hashem. The daughter was healed. Okay, so the blacksmith said, okay, very good. I asked for a blessing. I had to pay for it. Very good. Except a few weeks later, the blacksmith gets a letter in the mail. And the letter was from his son. Now, the Chavetz Chaim had convinced the son to leave town to go study Torah in another city against the wishes of the father. And the letter comes to the father, and the son says, Father, thank you so much. You sent me those 10 gold coins. I really needed the cash. It's helped me. I had to buy a coat. I needed a blanket. I needed shoes. I, 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 uh, I had to take care of food and some lodging. It was so, so helpful. I am so appreciative. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the blacksmith is thinking, I didn't send my son any money. What's he talking about? Okay, he's not a fool. He puts two and two together. He knows the Rav Tzchayim sent his son away. The son needed money. The father didn't want to send the money. So the Rav Tzchayim said, give me the money and I'll send it to your son. In other words, the charity is going to be given. The charity is going to be received. That's happening no matter what. The question is, are you going to be the one to give? Right? Like, What's your attitude? You're going to give it? Or you'll make God give it to, give it through somebody else? I've told in the past some of our very wealthy donors. Not so much because it's a ploy to get funds from them. It's just an attitude. Right? And I said, and I tell them, I say, you know, they went, oh, what's going to be if I stop giving money? I said, God is going to make sure that this organization continues to flourish. I mean, we run on a shoestring budget, which is difficult. Um... But God is sending us the money. You are the messenger from God. You don't want to be the messenger from God? God will find another messenger. He'll find another messenger. I had this conversation um, with, with a friend that it's common that in Orthodox circles that that if they want their sons to study Torah, the the father-in-law will help the children 
He'll have the children. Um, sometimes they commit to help for two years, three years, four years, five years. So this friend of mine um, knew he wasn't getting the normal amount of sponsorship from the father-in-law. He knew going into the marriage he wasn't, and he was okay with it. But the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, things are tight. So he told me, he says, he wouldn't believe what just happened. He wouldn't believe it. His wife wants to go into her own photography business. Problem is, you know, it, it seems that kind of business is only certain hours you need to work. But she can't afford to take a cut in her salary from her other job. She can't afford it. Because till you build up your business, they, they have no safety net, so he, they were nervous. So he said, you wouldn't believe what happened. My friend tells me, my wife went to her boss, told her she, she wants to start working part-time because she wants to get into photography. So the company told her, well, we really want you. So tell you what we're going to do. You, these, if you tell us these are the hours you can work, we'll keep your salary in the same spot, and you'll work less hours. So I told my friend, look what God did. You need to earn a certain amount of money. Your father-in-law can't help you. So God says, I have to give you another way to get supported. Right? This is how we're supposed to be thinking. So as I told you before, right, this is what we have to understand. Giving charity is training a person to be a giver. I am acting like God. God is a giver. God gives with no expectation of return. We give not for honor, not for glory, ego, not feel good. It makes me into a better person, which answers a fascinating concept. The Talmud says you'd be better off giving a hundred people a dollar each than giving one person a hundred dollars. That's a little counterintuitive because my hundred dollars to one person has great effect. The person has a hundred dollars. You could do something with a hundred dollars. What am I going to do with a dollar? Because we're missing the point. The point Again, this is not to take away that the wealthy person has to give real amounts of money. That's his job. But giving multiple organizations, multiple people, trains you into being a giver. Right? We need to learn to become a giver, not a taker, and recognize that we're, we're, we're custodians, we're guardians over the money. So... Here's a quick story. We'll see if we have time to finish it. There was a, a man comes to town, very dynamic speaker, and he, he, he speaks in town. People like him, and the rabbi says, um, he says to the rabbi, can you help me go collect? So sure, he goes to the first house, he get $100, second house, $200, next house, $50. The rabbi picks him up by his lapel and says, who are you? You're, you're, you're a charlatan. You're a shyster. You don't need this money. And the guy admits. He says, no, I don't. It was, you know, I'm a, I'm a faker. I'm a, I, uh, I just one of these guys. I, uh, I, I know how to get money. But he says, how'd you know? How could you tell that the charity I claimed I was collecting for was really for my own back pocket? How could you tell? He says, the evil inclination never makes it easy to give charity. The people we were going to, I usually get a tenth of what you were receiving. If you were getting money from them, then, then there was no evil inclination. If there's no evil inclination, then obviously um, you are not who you say you are. 
and and therefore um, I knew that you were playing. Since I knew you were playing, so I uh, I had to shut down what you were trying to accomplish. But anyways, there goes the music. I hope you enjoyed it. Short and sweet. Thank you, of course, to all our wonderful sponsors. Listen, you know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to the production team. We have Alan and Cisco with us today. I have left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi T. Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRS Dreamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it. <laughs>